Getting past fear. You know, whenever there is uncertainty, whenever there are threats of or perceived threats, uh, what ifs, we as human beings get fearful. And that's kind of what that is. And so, you know, and a lot of times in, uh, in our fears, our anxieties, and, you know, there's a lot of different terms for fear. You know, there's anxiousness, there's everything from panic to terror, all of that. But the truth is, you know, there is a lot of fear and fear mongering going on. Uh, If you look at, you know, sort of social media, uh, you know, and, and the news outlets and things like that, at least in my neck of the woods, and I think pretty, I think this is probably in a lot of necks, (laughs) in a lot of woods, there fear sells, right? And we think that a lot of times we kind of get addicted to this stuff because we think the answer to our fear is going to be found in the ones that are mongering fear. Fear sells. And unfortunately, you know, the more you look at, at, at those things, the more fearful you get because the answer is not in the problem. And I'm just going to say that. So whatever, whatever the fear is, the answer is not in the problem. Now, I'm not saying that we ignore the problem. We're not ostriches. We don't stick our, our, our head in the sand, but we also don't get so focused on the problem that we're disconnected from the answer. And when I talk about the answer, there are lots of answers that we need and we need them. But I'm talking about the capital A answer. I'm talking about Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, if there's hope of glory in you, well, you know, the problem is not glorious. We don't glorify the problems. We don't glorify the suffering. But we do recognize that as we are connecting with our union with the one who is glorious, who is the answer, glory is released, answers are released, and we navigate our way through. You know, I have good news for you, and I know it is the gospel, but I'm just going to be a little more practical. (laughs) That is, you have made it so far. If you are listening to this, you have made it so far. There have been things in your life that should have taken you out. And I I just want to remind you that, you know, the things that have taken you out haven't taken you out and kind of the threats or perceived threats. If you think back, like maybe a decade ago, and you can think about like, what were the things that I was really anxious about? Sometimes it's hard to connect because we forget. But at the time, they seem very, very real. And I'm not saying that there aren't real threats. People die, horrible things happen. So, you know, we're not like acting like we're in La La Land, but there is something greater. And my heart is helping you connect with that, with the greater in the midst of what is the lesser, you know, for these light and momentary troubles are working for us. Well, you know, let's not just talk about that. 
Let's not just like check, got it, I can quote it, I can tell you where to find it in the Bible. No, that the word gets to become flesh. Oh, and guess what he already did? And his name is Jesus, right? He already did. He took on flesh and all our issues in the flesh so that he could go deeper than every single one of our issues that we would ever face so that he could bring us up and save us, help us to transcend them, saved, healed, delivered, you know, whatever is the problem. And I and I don't want to get all like tritey, like Jesus is the answer, but like he really is. And so let's encounter that in a fresh way so that, man, you get to transcend all the crap that's coming against you. So fear Fear comes from this perceived threat. And, you know, sometimes they're just threats that really aren't solid, but we perceive them as solid and we freak out. And sometimes they're very real threats. I mean, ultimately, none of us is going to make it out alive. But in the place where, you know, death is a thing, it is a thing. And I'm not one of those that subscribe to believing that my body will never die. I could be wrong. And I hope I'm wrong. But I mean, the thing is, I just don't know anybody. uh, And you would think in the length of humanity, with all the revelation that we've had, there might be one person that had this revelation so that they're a thousand years old. And I know we have rumors of people out in the wilderness and whatever, and that may be a thing. And I just don't know. But I'm not convinced But I also hold it lightly because, you know, who knows? (laughs) But I do know uh, what we can track with is eternal life. And eternal life is knowing Christ, is knowing God and his son. That is eternal life. And this is not, this is in an experiential way. Listen, I am so, I I love the word, but listen, I just don't want to get all heady and just in my head. And then we go out and we don't experience crap there. You know, we get everything. We get the head stuff, which is great. And we get the heart stuff. We get experiential encounter with the one who loved us and gave himself up for us. And because he is that person of love and love never fails, that means fear has to bow. And so this is not to say that you never feel fear, especially for me as a mom. You know, when one of my kids has issues, I get anxious, I get whatever, and I have to bring that before God because there's lots of things. You know what? I can't control. And ding to ding ding, you can't control. And let me just just help you. If you have a need to control everything and can't find a way to kind of release it to God, Like I'm handing my kids to you and I really trust you with that. And I have to do that regularly. It's like, crap, this newest thing came up. (sighs) Okay, so what are the practical things I need to deal with? And then like in my emotional state, I'm handing my child to you. I'm handing their future to you. I'm handing their well-being to you. You know, my husband, hand his future, his well-being, me, whatever, you know, the people that I love, you know, we're having threats uh, on my sisters and the things. So, you know, handing that to Jesus in a way that's really casting that care and handing that loved one to them. Because you know what? I'm not confused that I love all these people more than Jesus does, than Papa does, than Holy Spirit does. They're one, right? 
And so doing that, and sometimes you need to do it again and again. So when when I'm like, well, I have to control all the details, I am fearful. And that's one of the symptoms of needing control. If you're a control freak, that means you are a fearful person, even if you're not connecting with that. Because the thing is, we don't like being out of control, but the truth is the only control that we have been given is self-control. That's the only, right? We don't, we can't control others. We can't control the future. We can't control the politics. And I'm not saying don't pray, vote, do your part. Okay. We can't control the COVID outbreaks, do all that stuff, stand and having done all stand, all of that stuff. But in the place where your internal climate is fearful because you can't control, you can't control other people's decisions um, and they can't control yours. And so I'm talking about on an internal level, you know, you can put lots of pressure on people and whatever that happens. (laughs) But that is not a godly thing. Uh, We're not called to control others. Love does not control. But love, the Spirit and His fruit, Christ Jesus, Holy Spirit, Papa, is self-control. And so that's what I can control. So in the place of, well, if I can't control all these things and it may harm me, it may harm my finances, I may be out on my, on the street or get some horrible diagnosis or all the things that could happen. You know, they knock down my door and make me vote a certain way, (laughs) whatever the things are. Okay. Stuff can happen and it has. And we look at human history. It's like, yeah, that's really bad. However that is. Okay. But being able to cast my care, you know, one way or the other, you're going to navigate your way through. One way or the other, it's going to be good. And if the worst case scenario happens and you get taken out, your loved ones get taken out, whatever, ultimately, your eternal status, you are good to go because you've already entered into eternal life. But in the place where you're on this side of heaven or however you want to describe it, your experience of that. What does that look like? And and so, you know, we need to reconnect in all the places. And I, I think sometimes uh, we need to be honest because sometimes we have a hard time admitting we're fearful. And, you know, uh, we have a hard time admitting, but in the place where we're honest and I'm anxious or I'm waking up in the middle of the night and I'm ruminating over something. Well, okay, just recognize it. Like you're a human being. Wow. But every place where we feel separate from love is the place where we're not experiencing eternal life, where we are fearful. God has some really strong opinions about fear. Now, you're not a bad person if you feel uh, fear. You're not a bad Christian if you feel fear. You're a human being that Christ came to save, to deliver you. And ultimately, our fear is the fear of death. And that's what the word of God says in Hebrews, right? Uh, And that God has delivered humanity from that, which is ultimately the fear of death. Uh, Ultimately, he took care of death, hell, and the grave. Woohoo! Yay, rock on, Jesus. But our experiencing that is another thing altogether. And that comes from our place of our union with Christ. And that's an experiential issue not that our union is up for grabs, whether if we experience it or not experience it. No, our union has already been established before 
the foundation of the world. Christ chose us. You didn't choose me. I choose, chose you. We get to choose him back, but we tend to be forgetful. That's the weakness of our frame. Or there are areas where I'm good to go. Like I believe God in my finances, but when it comes into, you know, my health situations, I struggle because I'm not talking about me personally. I'm just talking about a person. You, as you, okay? So if you've experienced a lot of health issues or your family's had a lot of health crises, it's going to be harder for you to believe that God is the healer. Or if the health is good to go, but the finances are an issue because you've struggled with poverty. And so it's hard to believe God for that. You know, wherever we've struggled, it's harder to believe that's just a human thing. No condemnation, Christ Jesus, but let's come up higher. Let's experience life to the full till it overflows. So how do we do that? Well, ultimately, it comes from that place where you're one with God. Okay, you where you're one with God because Christ chose you and you chose him back, growing in the knowledge of him, right? Grace and peace is multiplied what through the knowledge. And this is experiential knowledge. This is not head knowledge, but you need to know it in your head. You get it in your head. That's high five to all the intellectual people out there, the brainiacs out there. But let's also have a heart. We get everything as a sons and daughter. And so as, as we're experiencing that union, peace comes. It's the fruit of his spirit. Well, you're one with his spirit. And so, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That is our birthright, right? But let's talk specifically about the fear peace since I brought it up. <laughs> I may be consistent. Okay. So let's go to 1 John 4, 16 through 18. I know you guys know this stuff, but I'm here to remind you of what you know. So I'm assuming, I mean, maybe some of you don't and this is new. Yay. That's great. But most of us just need to be reminded of what we know and then go further with what we know. Listen, if we're going being rooted and grounded in love, what do roots do? They grow. They get more and more and more and more and more solid. So I might as well go to that scripture since I, I interrupted myself and changed scripture. So let me go to that one. Let's go to Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. Then I'll, I'll backtrack. How's that? And this is the Passion Translation. And this is uh, this is Paul praying for the church at Ephesus. And he said, I pray that he would unveil um, within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor. Okay, so this is an unveiling. All right, so it's there. When you unveil something, it's already there. And it's being revealed to you. And you can pray this for yourself. Uh, Father, actually, this is in the context of God is a fabulous father. Yay. Um uh, unveil within me, unveil within so-and-so, unveil within you guys, the unlimited riches of your glory and favor until supernatural strength floods us in our innermost being with your divine might and explosive power. Then, this is Paul, by constantly using your faith, the faith of Christ, his faith. Uh, Jesus, I'm using your faith because <laughs> apart from you, I can do nothing, right? The life of Christ will be released deep within you. This is eternal life. And this is not just kind of, I don't know, non-death. This is the life of Christ. You can't get more alive than that, right? will be released deep inside you. This is this is a treasure trove within you. And the resting place, you can rest because you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to figure out every single detail so you can take care of it. You don't need to control it. You don't need to figure out what's going to happen. 
you can rest. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know what the next step is, but I'm just trust Jesus. You're just going to like, I'm on an as need to know basis. You're going to tell me what I need to know when I need to know and help me know that and help me do it. Uh, then by constantly using the faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you in the resting place. I can rest of his love will become the very source and root of your life. We are getting more and more. Listen, as this is being released, you're getting more and more and more rooted in where you're already rooted. Okay. Then you will be empowered. Okay. This is the byproduct. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences. And let me just remind you, Beloved, you are as holy as Christ is, as he is, so are you in this world. Yeah, I know maybe your behavior kind of sucks in some areas, and that's kind of like to a human being, <laughs> we're all growing, but you are holy. Who you are is holy. So don't don't disqualify yourself. Well, I'm not holy enough. I'm not worth it. That is caca. Uh, don't accuse Christ of doing a crappy job on that cross. Just saying that's what at stake. Just settle down. You're holy. And then, you know, let him help heal you in all the places that don't feel that way. I just thought I needed to elaborate on that. Then you'll be empowered to discover whatever holy one, every holy one experiences the great magnitude of the astonishing, whoo, let's be astonished again, love of Christ in all its dimensions. I'm astonished here and here and here and I'm floored. Wow, you love me so much. I'm going to be okay. My loved ones are going to be, of course I'm going to be okay. Of course my loved ones are going to be okay. We get to transcend all the crap. The astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching. There is not a spot where God is not if I med my make my bed in the midst of hell, wow, you're there, right? So there's not a crapola place that you found yourself where he's not. And if you're having a hard time seeing him, it's because you're having a hard time seeing him. And he's there and he can help you see him in the midst. You're already one with him. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love? How enduring it doesn't wear out. It's like, oh gosh, I'm so done with you guys. You just don't get it. It's like, man, he is so passionate. He is relentless. He pursues us to pass the grave. Okay. I mean, there is no place God is not an inclusive. That means you're included. That means all your loved ones who are acting like crap and giving God the flying finger are included. He's like relentless passionate and he's not anemic. Listen, death isn't the savior. He's the savior. Just thought I'd put that in there. Uh, how enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement. So whatever you're measuring is this sucks and this sucks and this sucks and this feels overwhelming. This feels endless. All of that. Well, he's way past that. That transcends our understanding. I don't get it, but I don't have to get it. If I could get it, it would be a limitation because my understanding is limited. This extravagant love pours into you. Man, if you're empty, if you're on double E, oh, just let it pour. Just don't worry about it. Let it pour right where you're at into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Wow. Let it fill you. My God. That is just, Jesus, amazing. Okay, let's keep going. 
This is so happy. We get to be happy. Yay. Wow. That's, this is the victory that overcomes the world, right? Okay. First John 4, 16 through 18, Passion Translation. Okay. Ready? Okay. Verse 16. I love it. You just buckle in. Just enjoy. So we have come into an intimate experience. So this is experiential and it's not just kind of like a, you know, a, a superficial experience. No, an intimate, like deeper and deeper and deeper, right where it hurts, right past where it hurts, right where the fear is, right where the torment is. How do you know you have fear? You try to control and you have torment. Okay. If that's what's going on, retreat back to this place of love. It's in you. You carry it with you wherever you go. Okay. We have come into an experience with God's love and you have experienced God's love. And it may not have been recently. It may not be as much as you want, but you have in the past. I guarantee you, you have a track record. Why? Because God is faithful. And if you need help remembering, Jesus, remind me where I've done this because it feels like I've just never happened for me. Oh, and he will remind you. I love it. And we trust in the love he has for us. Man, you can put your full weight and the weight of everything you carry and the weight of the world and the weight of eternity and the weight of the universe. Pick a weight, any weight, you can place full weight on it. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. By living in in God, who is love, Love has been brought to its full expression in us. It's about God as love, the person of love being expressed through us in our union with him that's already been established. So that way we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. So if we were ever going to freak, this would be the freak out, but I'm going to read the stuff down below because it's really fun. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. So if you were just like Jesus in this world, when, when, when there's judgment, it's like, yeah, there's my son, there's my daughter, looks just like Jesus in their flavor. I'm so proud. <laughs> That's his judgment. And then love is a consuming fire that consumes everything that's not of love's kind. Well, it's going to consume all the crappy mind ways of thinking, the jealousy, the sinful ways of being, blah, 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 blah. But you, you're just like Jesus and you will be judged just like Jesus. Why? Because that's how he made you. I love that. It's it's so rigged. (laughs) Okay. Verse 18, love never brings fear. Okay. Now God is love. So God never brings fear. The fear of the Lord is not the torment, right? It is like, wow, you're a billion watts of love. And I've got this little fear. I'm kind of overwhelmed. But that's, that's a reverential, overwhelming, astonishing thing. That's not a torment thing. Love never brings fear for fear is always related to punishment. God is not a punisher, but love's perfection drives the freaking fear. That's Catherine's put freaking in there, drives the fear of punishment from our hearts. Listen, I'm on your side. I'm rigged. I'm for you. If God before you, who can be against you? Who can lay a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? You can see he's pissed. Like, do not accuse my kids. I've justified them. How good a job did I do on that cross? Okay. Yeah. I know there's a sin thing. We're going to deal with the sin issues, but them do not mess with my kids. I love it. Hmm. 
it's righteous, it's good. That love's perfection drives the fear of punishment from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. That's not condemnation. It's just, you don't know. And then he's there to help you know. In all the places you don't know, there's places I don't know. So he's there to help us. We're on this together, right? Growing in the knowledge of him. Okay. Romans 8, 35 through 37, Passion Translation. Uh, I just, I, I like to do this because we so much have been brought up like the King James and NIV and New American Standard. And that's great. I mean, like, you know, we need to, we need to drink from multiple sources. I just so enjoy the passion because it's giving it from a new perspective. It's also helping explain some of those scriptures that we, uh, he does such a good job at unpacking it. And since <clears throat> this is such a, an experiential thing, it's really helpful. So who could ever divorce us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Isn't that an interesting take on it? Who can separate us or divorce us? You do realize that you're married to God. We're not waiting to be married. So that's been established. So who could divorce you? Absolutely no one. Not even you. (laughs) For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles, precious problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, they are all impotent. Impotent, not a great word. No power, having no power to hinder omnipotent, all-powerful love. Even though it is written all day long, we face death threats for your sake. We are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Yet in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. We glory, we transcend it, for God has made us more than conquerors. I was like, sit with that one. It's like, I can kind of get a sense of what is a conqueror. What is more than a conqueror? It's like, you just transcend the battlefield. It's like, okay, all that. Yeah, we're way above that, right? And it's demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So what's coming against you? Yeah. So just notes in this love has made us more than conquerors in four ways. No situation in life can defeat us or dilute God's life. Love. That never fails. Just thought I'd throw that in there. We know that divine love and power work for us to triumph over all things. Number two. Number three, we share in the victory spoils of every enemy we face. Four, we have conquered the conqueror with merely a glance of our worshiping eyes, we have won his heart. And when you were saying we're conquered, the conqueror, that's a capital C, that's like Christ is the conqueror. And then just with one glance of your eyes, with one link of your, your necklace, you have ravished my heart. That's the romantic one in, in Song of Solomon, right? You've ravished my heart, my sister, my bride. Well, I was having a bad hair day. I put on some weight, you know. I, you know, did some yucky things on the internet. I did whatever. No, you've ravished my heart. That doesn't change. So you have full access to the one who's conquered death, hell, and the grave. All right. He brings out the word um, Hooper Niku Nikau. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Hooper means over and above. And what that means is that's that, that word to conquer, to triumph. 
the love of God gives us a glorious hyper victory. It's not just a victory. It's a victory upon victory. It's over and above more than can be described or contained in one word. God's love and grace has given us, has made us hyper conquerors. Okay. So you got crap coming against you. We get it. Empowered to be unrivaled more than a match for any foe. Now, this doesn't mean we go about controlling other people. You know, the political systems are jacked up. I mean, name a system, any system. It's got human beings. It's jacked up. Okay, it just is. But that's just not the government of God. And so in that place, we transcend it. And a lot of that transcendence is we're changing the conversation. Because a lot of times we're having the wrong conversation. And so it's like, and Jesus does this all the time. Well, you're wanting to talk about which mountain to worship on, and I'm here. (laughs) So let's talk about me. Let's talk about my love and adoration for you. The one you've been longing for your whole life is here to help you in this desolate situation of trashed out relationship after trashed out relationship after degradation after degradation. You talk about the women at the well, and he changes the conversation. And so many of these conversations, you know, Jesus, what's the conversation I need to have here to help bring everybody up higher? Because they're all made in the image and likeness of love himself. And that releases peace. And I'm not afraid. And I don't have to have all the answers for all the questions. But man, the one question I do have who loved me and gave himself up for me, he's there. I'm one with him. And he's putting me over. And he's putting my loved ones over and he's pursuing them and changing their hearts and pursuing me and changing my hearts. And so this is the victory that's overcome the world. So I don't need to be afraid and you don't either. Anyway, I hope that's been a blessing to you today. You know, meditate on these scriptures, meditate on the one, spend some time having God reveal himself to you. Are you in there? Yeah. Do you adore me? Oh, honey, I adore you. So what's the answer to such and so? I'm here and I'm walking you through. You're not alone. And then it can give you practical things about how to navigate things. Uh, Especially as the fear goes down, you're able to hear the practical answers. But when you're all uh, spooled up, it's very hard to hear or see, or feel, or sense. When I talk about hearing, you know it's talking about whatever way that you connect with God to get the practical answers that you need. I love you guys. I hope this has been a blessing. Have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.